Welcome to the Fear and Greed Business Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Health technology is a fascinating area to dip into. There are almost as many next big things as there are disappointments. Getting products to market is a slow and laborious process, but the rewards can literally be life-changing for many people. This morning's guest claims to take wearable technology to the next level by using sensors at a hair's width in the skin, something that normal wearables can't do. Mark Kendall is founder and CEO of Wear Optimo and joins me this morning. Mark, welcome to Fear and Greed. Hello, Sean. So I tried to describe what you're doing, but please, I think it's better for the listeners that I leave it to you. For a layperson like me, what is Wear Optimo doing? So, Sean, uh, we're, we're generating the next generation of wearable sensors. So when we think of wearables, we think typically of something like an Apple Watch, something like that. And they're, they're all fine, but they sit on the surface of the skin. And it turns out the skin's an amazing organ. It does a great job at keeping the bad stuff out and the good stuff in. And what that means is it holds back signals. Basically, it's a barrier. It stops the Apple Watch reading things that really matter a lot. And so what we've identified uh, in Wear Optimo is a, a way to gain access to those signals that matter. A good way of describing it is um, imagine you're in a room and there's a room next to you and you're trying to listen to that room. You could put a, your ear against the wall and you'll hear some muffled sounds, but if you actually put a, a small hole uh, in that wall, you can actually listen fully into that room. And so that's what we do. And the way we do it is with uh, really tiny uh, microelectrodes. And these signals matter in so many different levels. So when we talk about a hair's width into the skin, what are we talking about? So we're talking about 50 microns. The, the, literally the width of a hair is uh, about 50 microns or so. So if you run your finger along our sensor, it just feels like a very a small grade Velcro or sandpaper. Uh, that gives you a little bit of a feeling of that, that sensation. And it actually penetrates the skin? Is that the idea? I mean, minutely, but it, that, that's the difference between it and an Apple Watch is it actually penetrates the skin. Yeah, just enough though. So there's, it's stealth-like, if you like. So it comes down to challenging the definition of what penetration actually means. Uh, so it literally is just uh, uh, a hair's within. So just going enough to, to reach uh, these, these signals that matter. And a big part of what we've done is identified where you need to go as well and the, way, the types of signals that you can open up uh, within that location within the skin. Okay, so let's take uh, what I'm, I'm very keen to hear about its uses, but when you say where it can go, is that where on the skin? Uh, both. Uh, so where within the skin and then where on the skin. I'll, get, I'll just give you one example. So take hydration. So continuous monitoring of hydration is a massive, massive area of unmet need. The current approaches for monitoring hydration are unbelievably rudimentary. We're talking about uh, in an industrial setting like a, a mine, uh, a poster on the wall, uh, at the toilets, just asking what colour your pee is, right? So that's the level it currently is. But the, the problem's massive. If you're only 3% dehydrated, as one example, it can have the, a similar effect on your brain function as being over the blood alcohol limit. And the reason why this is a problem, of course, is as we dehydrate, our brain shrinks. So we've identified that there's an area called the viable epidermis, which is just as that hair's width into the skin. And that's the area in our body that is the most sensitive to hydration. So all we need to do is sense that location and we get a really strong and clear uh, signal that's telling us directly what's going on uh, with our hydration within our body. But as opposed to a poster on the wall, which is bluntly really crude and too late, even when you get a, a signal, we're getting this information on the go 
uh, with uh, basically real-time readouts through our, our wearable sensor. Stay with me, Mark. We'll be back in a minute. My guest today is Mark Kendall, founder and CEO of Wear Optimo. So I'd imagine just that example you're talking about, a hydration sensor that would obviously have medical applications, but also uh, in mines, uh, on the sporting field, I'd imagine all sorts of uh, like very broad range of applications. That's right. Uh, so of course, we're, we're a business and so uh, we're concentrating on areas that matter and meeting that unmet need with uh, viable commercial products. But you've touched on those those markets. So we have, uh, in terms of large markets or volume-based markets, there's the mining sector, energy resources, construction, but there's also the military uh, as well. So out in the field, carrying all of the equipment, uh, being out in hot hot zones, uh, hot temperatures, etc. Beyond that, aged care is really important as well. It turns out everything that's bad about hydration when we're in our prime just gets worse as we get older. And the reason why is that the sensors that are in our body that tell us that we need to drink deteriorate as we get older. And so uh, when you see someone who's elderly refusing to drink, it's not because they can't be bothered. It's because their body's not telling them to do it. And it's a massive, massive problem. As one example, half of the things that go wrong for people in aged care are directly attributed to poorly managed hydration. So the aged care market is, is important and growing. But also there's the hospital settings, accident, emergencies, when the first thing that, that happens to you when, when you arrive at a hospital is they put a drip in and give you fluids. They have no way of knowing uh, what that level needs to be. So rolled up all of those markets are, are north of uh, $10 billion SAM per year. Okay, so this is the hydration sensor. It's currently in clinical trials. Am I right? Where is it up to? That's right. Earlier this year, we commenced uh, a clinical testing, and that's that's underway. And uh, we've been generating really interesting and positive, compelling data. And so our sensors generate the raw signals. The microwearable sensors generate the data. And the the, the type of thing we're putting these uh, participants through is a, a dehydration rehydration protocol in a, an environmental chamber. Uh, so imagine you're in forty degrees Celsius environment at a given humidity and you're put through an exercise regime. And we gather that data, we're getting millions of data points per person per day. And then we apply our data analytics AI uh, on top of that and pull out these uh, insights into hydration, which we're working towards generating uh, what's called a hydration index. Okay, so how far down the track are you? When are you hoping that these trials, assuming they are successful, is this kind of another year or two before we get to that point? Yeah, so we're in the thick of our trials now and we're working on that pathway towards products. Uh, so that's that's what's underway right now. The process that we're looking to be towards product could be potentially all going well uh, the back end of 2025 or early 26 for our first volume product sales. One thing I forgot to say, uh, coming back to your earlier question about the markets, uh, I just wanted to add something else. And that is before we go to volume sales like the, the military and or the mining sector, they're, they're big markets. Right now we're working with the elite athletes and they're the most interested party or the most um, uh, motivated party because we're looking for that particular edge, right? So one of our investors uh, is Mark Webber, the Formula One champion, and he's also a strategic partner into Wear Optimo. So that means we're working actively with him in this space. 
And what's in front of us is a, a work plan where all going well, elite uh, motorsports drivers like Formula One drivers all going well, uh, could be wearing our sensors soon. And um, that's on the pathway towards volume sales, but highly impactful for our business as well. Yeah, so I mean, it's a good point. Commercialising technology has always been a challenge. A couple of points on that. Uh, I know the ANU, the Australian National University Innovation Program, had something to do with this in the early days, uh, having a high-profile person like Mark Webber around. Two questions. First, how important is it to have someone like the ANU behind you? And the second part is when you're thinking about going to market, how important is it to have someone high-profile as Mark Webber? Oh, the ANU is essential. I'm convinced where Optimo would not have played out in the positive and accelerated way that it has uh, without the tremendous backing of the ANU. They came in at the very beginning and backed us in a way uh, that it's it's unprecedented, several million dollars of backing. Uh, When we didn't spin out from the Australian National University, uh, I knew the Vice-Chancellor of the ANU, but I'd never worked with him professionally before, but he was willing to back us and the university is willing to give their full institutional support uh, for us to go go hard on this uh, on realizing this this vision of uh, wearables and precision medicine, and to do it in Brisbane uh, as well, as opposed to do it in Canberra. So they're, they're brilliant foundational investors and partners, and continue to do so. They, we've commenced our our grant with the Queensland government to set up a facility based here in Brisbane that can make the better part of 20 million microwearables per year. The ANU is dollar matching that, so they're still putting millions of dollars into We're Optimo as we speak. So ANU is essential. Uh, now, beyond that, we are a business, right? So we have a commercial strategic partnership and investment from Aspen Medical uh, as, as an example. And I'll come on to Mark Weber momentarily, but uh, Aspen Medical are the world's second biggest provider of emergency services for the mining, energy resources and military sectors globally. And so they've come on, invested into Optimo, and we have a strategic distribution deal partnership with them uh, to open up that first channel for our first volume market. So uh, we're gaining traction commercially in that area and we're working with them closely on learning the particular market needs. So that's been great, uh, but the Mark Webber piece on top of that with... uh, the immediate elite sports settings, that's that's been fantastic too. Okay, so you've got plenty of support there. You're raising capital at the moment, is that right? That's right. We're raising capital to realise the clinical trials that we've just talked about. We have a highly focused uh, company creating and producing that pivotal world-first, world-only clinical data here in Australia. And, uh, of course, to do that requires capital, and so we're doing a capital raise as we speak. Good luck with that, Mark, and thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. Thanks very much, Sean. That was Mark Kendall, founder and CEO of Wear Optimo. This is the Fear and Greed business interview. Join us every morning for the full episode of Fear and Greed, Australia's best business podcast. I'm Sean Elmer. Enjoy your day.